Net, and I'm joined by the awesome, the getting more sleep than me, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful best friend in the world, Nessa Goss. Thank you for joining me yes. and for doing this with me. It's, seriously, it is such a blessing. I'm just here to be your support, so <laughs> hopefully you feel it. <laughs> I definitely feel the support. I definitely feel the love every day of our lives. Um, it's a good life that we live. Yes. Um, th- uh, but thank you also to our listeners. Thank you guys for joining us. This is going to be a good Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We are closing out July, which That's crazy. is nuts. That's mm. crazy. <laughs> I it's didn't al- think about that. It, wow. But yeah, it, it's almost <laughs> done. You know, like we're we're about to be in August. Wow. Um, when this comes out, we're about to be in August. So I'm, oh, I'm crazy. super excited. Um, that means it's almost baby month for me. Yes. Um, hopefully he stays in there a little Yay. longer, but we'll see. <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. Uh, we have a lot to cover this week. We do. We have a lot to cover. I hope you guys were able to join us last week and listen to our topic about secular music. It was powerful. It was amazing. I hope it made you think. I hope you went home and Googled a bunch of stuff that's going to keep you up at night. (laughs) I hope you did that (laughs) because it was good. And if you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to it because it's a two-part episode. You can't have one without the other. So go back and listen to it. And we are joined once again, as promised, by the amazing Vermeys, Caroline and Rashad. Thank you guys so much again for coming we love having you guys Mm -hmm. like y'all don't get to hear all Mm -hmm. the little side conversations in between podcasts (laughs) but they're awesome they're deep we'll put it in a book for you one day yeah Uh, yeah, thank you thank you for having us yes excited of course this is gonna be good yes it is i feel it i've got the chills i'm ready Mm. to go i'm passionate Mm. it's gonna be great (laughs) we're gonna read the word we're gonna get in the bible we're going to talk about how Christian music and worship mm. should be separate and how we should have discernment to who we listen to, who we invite in our homes, what yes. kind of music oh, we, pra- so we um, praise and worship from the pulpit and why it's important what we praise and worship from the pulpit. Mm, so good. so mm. we're going to get real deep, real good into this one because this is something that affects all of us. Yeah. You know, like we've all, if you're a Christian, we all have gone to church. We've all have listened to music. We all have different styles of music we like and prefer. Mm-hmm. We all have people that we used to really respect and don't anymore. We're going to talk a little bit about pastors who preach the truth and those who don't. Mm. We're going to get into all of it because it it. all Mm -hmm. matters Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. all connects. Mm -hmm. So before we start, what we got to do is go back to the Bible. We got to go back to the original roots of worship, why we worship, what that's supposed to look like. And so there are plenty of verses in the Bible regarding worship, and we're just going to read a few, and then we'll start going into the questions and talk about the topic a bit more. Sound good? Yes. All righty. Without further ado, let's do it. So one of the most common verses that you hear about worship is Psalms um, 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, we're going to talk about John 4, verse 24. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and the truth. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good that's one. Deep. Deep. In the spirit and the truth. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to stop there and start talking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, on, you want to yeah. keep going and hear more verses? Come on. Mm-hmm. All righty. Psalms 103, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Amen. Holy. Oh, my goodness. God that's, is a holy God. That's beautiful. Um, we talk about we're going to talk about why there is worship as well. Um, in who help me, Lord Habakkuk, 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 
Habakkuk. 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 Yeah, something. Habakkuk. Okay. Yeah. Habakkuk <laughs> 3, verse 17 through 18. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my Savior. Um, another one from Psalms, Psalms 100, 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. We talked about that a little bit last week, that God is a great God. We worship God because of who he is. Right. Not what he's done, not what he's going to do, but who he is. He That's is. why right. we praise yeah. him. And then... Um, Psalms 34 verse 1, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Um, Psalm 116 verse 1 through 2, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Mm -hmm. So good. So these are just as rapid fire as we can because once again, we have a lot to cover. These are the verses that kind of talk about worship, why we do it, what it is, and I'm sure you can see a common theme. It's to worship the Lord. Yeah. Mm. It's to praise God. Yeah. It's to turn us back towards him. Yes. It's to glorify his name, mm. his works, his mercy, his grace. That's what worship is. So when we talk about Christian music and when we're talking about worship, we're defining it by those standards, by the Bible's standards, so the Bible's biblical standards as to what worship is. And this was only a handful of the verses, but... If you go read your Bible, read Psalms, you'll see the pattern of, okay, those are the main things and reasons and why we worship the Lord and why and how we worship. Mm-hmm. Um, something I love about our kids ministry that we used to do often was that um, we'd ask the children, why do we worship? And they'd have to give us answers. Yeah. And they'd say things like, because God's worthy of it. Right. And we're like, yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Because God is worthy of our worship. He yeah. is worthy of our praise. Mm-hmm. Every single bit of our worship and our praise. Yeah. So when we talk about this topic, we're talking about not only why we do it, but why it's important to do it and do it right. And how sometimes, unfortunately, in this day and age, We've gotten it. We've gotten it wrong, mm-hmm. and so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about me-centered gospel. We'll talk about all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's get into a good little question. Let's get into a good little topic. So okay. now that we've established what worship is, mm-hmm. why we worship, let's talk about Christian music in particular. Mm. You excited, Nessa? Yes, I was going <laughs> to say that. It's funny that you brought up kids ministry because we actually just taught about worship oh, and. Sweet. You know, all the kids were saying, because he died for us, because yeah. he loves us. Mm-hmm. And one of the the most important point, though, was he's the one true God. Yes. We worship him, yes, for all of these things, but mainly he is the one true, true God. God. And I had all the kids Amen. go, one true God. Mm-hmm. And That's it was right. so sweet. So <laughs> this is just really like a. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> we teach our kids the truth. We do. Because yeah. it starts young. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. All righty. So. The first one is a kicker. Mm. So my question is, we talked about secular music last week. My question is, why are so many Christian artists turning to more secular sounding music than the gospel? Mm. Talk to me, Rashad or Caroline, whichever Mm. one. Let's do it. Let my wife answer that one Um, first. So I would kind of go back on what I was saying. It starts with preachers. Mm. Okay, so I mean, the reason gospel artists or people lean towards 
secular music, worldly music, is because they you lean toward the worldly lifestyle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you want to find something that, you know, that aligns with your lifestyle, something mm. that makes you feel good. You know, mm. music, like we've said before, it just it just feeds into whatever we're feeling. And yeah. so you want music to feed into your worldly lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, like um um you want it to justify your lifestyle in a way and to affirm and, it yeah. yeah to affirm it and i just remember uh me personally my struggle with trying to get out of a lukewarm lifestyle i remember god began to change my desires from taking away my desires to smoke weed but when my friends would invite me it's like i was battling And, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't have the desire to smoke with them anymore, but yet I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so literally what I would do to kind of, like, summon this desire inside of me is go listen to worldly music. Wow. It was crazy. You know, I would literally to get, like like my husband was saying, to catch a vibe Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the vibe anymore. You know, I could listen, I could smoke, I could smoke with no music, music. Mm -hmm. I would smoke every day. I was like a chimney. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... Um, I remember, you know, doing that. Like, it, I remember it did something in me. Right, to feed that mm-hmm, desire. To feed that desire. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It comes down to, like, that justification and that trying to please people type of spirit that's in the church today where a lot of these gospel artists, they don't, they don't even, they don't live for Christ. So it's hard for them to even profess it through their music. That's why it's just about, like, they've done a good job of mimicking the Holy Ghost instead of actually living the Holy Ghost. Wow. And so the talent that they have has fooled us into thinking, wow, they're anointed. But there's a difference between anointing and talent because you can have a gift, but you need the anointing in order for it to be reverence in the eyes of God because God doesn't doesn't care about your gift, really. He cares about the the anointing that you, you carry, you know? So... I can listen to Adele right now and start tearing up. Yeah. That doesn't mean Adele is anointed. Mm-hmm. Adele just has a gift. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the worship music nowadays. They're singing those songs and mm-hmm. it's like they're putting God behind it and they got beautiful voices. And so you're tearing up, you're crying. And it may have a good message in it, mm-hmm. but the spirit will reveal to you sometimes this person ain't living right. Ooh, yeah. That's so good. I think I, I feel led to say this testimony too. Um, one time we were listening to a song by um this uh, a, a particular artist i'm thinking if i should say their name or not but it was a particular artist and it was two of them and i remember as i was listening to the song i just kept thinking to myself that they're not living right they're not living right they're not mm-hmm. living right i remember i told my wife that and my wife was like well you know let's kind of like just you know let's not not let's not mm-hmm. be too much detectives to enjoy the song later on that day something came out about with that them. same artist okay. that was like, okay, that was the Holy Spirit revealing to me. These people are not living the way they're supposed to be living. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's very important for us to have that discernment. Well, we, like, we, we both had the same thought. Yeah. Like we were both worshiping in the car. Yeah. It's funny. A little backstory. We were coming back from Arizona. Yeah. Driving back to Georgia, yeah. so we were like, "Was it? Were oh, we sleeping trip. in the car? I don't yeah, know what yeah. we were doing. <laughs> it was like midnight, road three a.m. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but we were just worshiping, just yeah. trying to keep awake. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to stay. yeah, we parked for a little bit, and then the same song. We both had the same thought, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know how, but I just knew we both had the same thought. But in my mind, it was more like, "Okay, I'm gonna put this aside for now. Let me continue to worship because it yeah. was almost a distraction." Mm-hmm. But I did feel that, you right? Know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's why they, they I, I feel like that's one of the reasons why they shift towards secular music because it's like, okay, well, if I boldly profess this and there's Christians that are going to uh, uh, accept what, I, what I'm professing, then let me just, it, it's, it happens little by little because this wasn't going on yeah. five years ago, 10 it's years a compromise. ago. Now it's, it's gotten to a level of compromise where I can make a song with a secular artist right now. Yeah. And, and be and praised put gospel for it. under it's, under yeah. it. I have the F word in the song. Who, who's right. that artist? Um, that literally says the F word in their song. Who did it? It was Dex. Was it Dex the artist? Who was it? It might have been Dex, but I do know that Lecrae partnered with someone, and mm. they openly cursed. Mm. Maverick City has done it before as well, yeah. where they. Uh, I think it was. Um, Lord help me, uh, Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, whoever that is. Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Travis Scott. Mm. That's yeah. the one. He partnered with him, or they partnered with him, and um, performed on stage. And it, several others I can name. Tasha Cobb has done it before as well. Yeah. Um, plenty of others. Yeah. It's, it's with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah, they they have all kind of compromised and yeah. partnered, and you know, attached to the gospel music to like we were saying the secular music and the sick beats and the entire you know, and yeah. so you're getting more of the secular than you are of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there is, I suppose, an argument to be made that, okay, well, that exposure leads people to, you know, Jesus or that exposure, you know, helps people find, helps worldly people find, you know, the gospel music and stuff like that. Mm. But what I would say is that I think what more leads people to Christ is when you are living holy and yes. set apart, yeah. when there is a difference between your music and, you know, and the emotions. Yeah. And the emotions yeah. versus trying to constantly reach the loss or saying that you're trying to reach loss when in reality you might be just chasing the right. fame yeah. or you might be just chasing, you know, mm-hmm. like you guys were saying the lifestyle instead because yeah. it's more comfortable and it affirms you more. Yeah. So that's that's actually my next question is, is it wrong for Christian artists to hang out with celebrities, yeah. go to things, go to events like gra- yeah. like the Grammys and yeah. accept awards and even to the point of posting on social media yeah, and yeah. acting like influencers. And, yeah. you know, like um, there are plenty of gospel artists and people who I see the things their wives post mm-hmm. and I'm just like, come on, talk this about is it. Jesus. Yeah. Come this on, is what Jesus it. looks like. This yeah. is what you're proclaiming that mm. Jesus looks Come like. On. Or do you just look like the world? Come on. If I can't tell the difference between Cardi B and you and you right. <laughs> and Come your on. posts, there might be a problem there. Right. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. if you're putting your body on display like that, if you're doing all these things, if you're constantly surrounded by people who are drinking and, right. you know, fornicating and doing all this stuff. I find it really hard to believe that you have the spiritual conviction it takes to lead a congregation to worship yeah. and to point them towards Jesus, because yeah. that's why we worship. That's why we sing the songs. That's why we do what we do, because it's to bring glory to God right. if it's not bringing glory to God if it's bringing attention to yourself I don't want any part of it yeah mm-hmm. so what do you guys think do you think it's appropriate for Christian artists or people who proclaim Jesus as their Lord and who mm-hmm. you know sell music sell albums their songs are constantly being played at a church right do you think it's appropriate for them to hang out with people like that and or celebrities like that or go to events like the Grammys and accept awards mm-hmm. what do you think Nessa 
I don't think it's appropriate. Just kind of like what when we talked about the LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. marriage. Right. Yeah. Would you go to that marriage mm. as a Bible believing Christian? And my answer was no. Yeah. Because that's affirming that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so going to something like the Grammys where it's really just all celebrating secular music anyway. Mm-hmm. And glorifying <coughs> Satan. Exactly. So no, yeah. I don't think it's appropriate. I think for hanging out, I think that term is like, are you hanging out with them because you want to share the gospel or are they influencing you? Mm. You know, because I don't think it's wrong to hang out with a non-believer because right. Jesus did that. But he yeah. was he wasn't just hanging out. Mm, he was preaching. On. He was yeah. eating with the sinners to show love, to yeah. speak truth, to convict, to cast right. out. That's yes. what his purpose. So yes. what is your purpose hanging out with those right. people? That's so if good. it's not to glorify God, what are you doing? That's so good. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people like to use Jesus in a weird scapegoaty way mm. where they'll say, Well, Jesus ate with sinners. Right. Yeah. Yes, he did. But read the story. Yes. <laughs> right. He also told them, Go and sin no more. Repent. Yes. Go and don't do the things that are causing you to sin. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just sit with them to affirm them right. and affirm their lifestyle and participate in what they were doing. He went to sit with them to show them the love and the truth right. and grace. He right. did not just go and eat with sinners. That's right. not the full story. You're not being 100% honest or truthful when you say that statement. Right. So as believers, yes, we are called to be with sinners, but right. we are not called to affirm them. We're not called to justify their sin. We're called to speak the truth of Jesus in love Amen. and in truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, um, do I think it's a sin for them to be at the Grammys and to hang out with those sinners? No. Mm-hmm. But the Bible does say in Matthew chapter five, that our light, that the, the light that is in us is supposed to be shining so bright that when others see that light that's within us, mm-hmm. they start to glorify our father, mm-hmm. the yeah. same father that we serve. So I believe that God will uplift you in certain areas and in, in, in secular industries, industries. to mm-hmm. give you to, to, to give him the glory. Yeah. yeah. The problem with Kirk Franklin and those people is when mm-hmm. when Drake go on the stage and start performing, they're the ones standing up and clapping. clapping yeah. If I'm bold for Christ and I'm there to accept my award or because I'm invited to a worldly event. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I'm sitting up there. Me and my wife, we're going to sit there. We're just going to be like. They're going to be like, why are you not standing up? Because I don't support that. I don't right. support that music. Right, But exactly. once they call me up to, to accept my award, I'm going to go accept my award and I'm going to glorify Christ. Right. I may even preach a message of repentance and love. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? To everybody that's in there because that's the reason why God is uplifting you there. Right. And so what we have is a lot of Christian artists trying to reach the world with worldly things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm going to curse. I'm going to cuss in my music because I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using it as a bait to uh no. to w- win the no. world we don't need that yeah, yeah. god doesn't need your help yeah. we yeah. just need oh. to be the light the That's light so good you know god does not need our help he does not you know first corinthians yeah. 11 1 says paul said imitate me as i imitate christ mm-hmm. so those who are in hollywood are supposed to be imitating christ so that mm-hmm. the world may imitate them so good. that's why god has put you in hollywood i don't think it's a sin because my wife and i we're in an industry where there's a lot of worldly people through right. youtube through social content creation all that stuff yeah but we said we don't care how high God puts Elevates that up us. there. Yeah, yeah. We are con- going to continue to be the yeah. light. Invite us to the, you, we want to be at the YouTube awards. We yeah. want to be at that stuff to, 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 to glorify Christ. Right. But I'm not going to support your content. I'm not yeah. going to support your sin. I'm, I'm, I can be friends with you. Yeah. If I see Drake, 
hey, how you doing, Drake? How you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you, brother. My name's Rashad. My yeah. wife, Caroline, you know, nice you to meet you. You go ahead and, and, you know, I love your music, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? We can sit doing? down and have a conversation, but I, I'm not going to yeah. support your sin. Yeah. 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 And no. I, so good. I think that's the thing with, with a lot of Christians, that we have to get this mindset off of just being so starstruck yes like if i see drake i'm gonna be real right if we see drake if i say i'm gonna be like yo that's drake you know (laughs) you see him i think do we see the same thing yeah right because he's he's famous but he is someone that immediately i would want to that's the first thing i'm thinking but i'm not starstruck as in this is my god this is my idol because when a Christian has a relationship, when a Christian has a secret place, mm. you are literally starstruck by Jesus. Yeah. Like, who is Drake? You know, who is Nicki Minaj? With all in res- comparison. Yeah, right. yeah, in comparison with our respect. Who am I? You yeah. know, compared to, I, like, so even man. me, even ministers, we idolize ministers. Like, yes. I never want someone to come up to me like, Caroline, and just, oh my gosh. And if I can discern in some way that mm-hmm. you're trying, in a way, like, worshiping me. Cut it off immediately. I, I cut it off immediately. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, all glory to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a difference between support, but yeah. someone's just trying to worship you. Yeah, yeah, it's different. You know? I like that you use starstruck because I think American culture is definitely just starstruck by the celebrity lifestyle, yeah. the fancy the lifestyle, yeah. making money lifestyle, and right. that's not what it's about. We like our celebrity pastors. Yeah, yeah. We like <laughs> following them. Yeah, we like mm. the we like fancy. to copy them. We yeah. like to do what mm. they're doing. We like Come the on. fancy sermons, Come the on. extreme illustrations, the the, yeah. the reels that tickle our ears but aren't really mm. saying anything. Yeah, the productions. Mm. We love yeah. it all. Quality, we, all that stuff. We crave being entertained mm-hmm. by things of this world we crave it just being validated yeah and Mm. in reality we're not called to be starstruck by any of these people is it fun and cool sure if you know i don't know um we've got a range of ages that listen so (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) to think like okay if um uh, let me see if if Michael Todd walked in, you know, like it'd be cool. Like, right. oh, you wrote a book, you know, yeah, like you're thanks. you're you're pretty famous. Like yeah. you're you're a pretty famous person, and you you know proclaim Jesus sometimes. But <laughs> at the same time, like you were saying with Drake or with any celebrity, it's like okay, but they're not worthy of our praise. Yes. And if anything, we're supposed to be holding them to a higher standard yes. of judgment because they're preaching the word. Yes, so. For people who, you know, like to say, oh, well, people are way too judgy or way too, you know, you're convicting them too strongly Mm -hmm. because Jesus knows their heart and Jesus knows like what they are trying to say. But in reality, whenever they say it, it doesn't come across off as biblical truth at all. It just comes off as trying to tickle ears and, you know, skirt the issue, flattery, Mm -hmm. or not really taking a hard stance against something. Instead, just trying to please their wide audience or whatever they're doing. And I'm picking on him, but it's not just him. Yeah. Stephen Furtick, yes, Andy Stanley, Clint, T.D. Jakes. Their yes. silence these, is loud. Their silence. Oh, Joel Osteen, is, come on, it's, it's a lot so of loud. Yeah, Joel Osteen. That's another yeah, one. Yeah. Their silence is deafening, yeah. and that's another you know question. That's another topic. Why do all these preachers mm-hmm. tend to skirt around? progressive liberal issues or conservative issues or anything like that where they don't speak up against abortion. They won't speak up against gay marriage. And if they do, it's very 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, the Bible yeah. says. Yeah. I was yeah. there. I, I, yeah. If I was there, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I was like, I would oh, do things differently. Yeah, yeah that, if I yeah, was there, yeah. if I chose, you yeah. know, using those kind of inflammatory language right. that, oh, I'm more loving than God. Yeah. Right. I don't know why he said this or why he did this, but mm-hmm. just know that my heart isn't. No, 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 no. You're called as a preacher to speak truth. Come on. Mm-hmm. You need to speak it with grace. But you're called to speak truth. You can't just have the grace part without the truth. You have to speak both. And you have to be effective. If the world doesn't see a problem with what you're saying, if the world is applauding you, you've missed out on the applause of heaven. You've missed it Mm. completely. Because I would rather have a target on my back from hell than to have the world's approval. Mm -hmm. And that's just simple. That's just simple. Like, to me, that's simple. I'm not going to listen and approve of these people who aren't preaching the word or are only preaching the nice, sweet, fuzzy Mm -hmm. parts of the Bible Mm -hmm. when God doesn't call us to do that. God does not need help preaching the gospel. The gospel preaches itself. If you're more concerned with illustrations, if you're more concerned with how you look, if you're more concerned with the sneakers you wear, come on, on. tell me, (laughs) yeah, where's Jesus? Mm -hmm. Where's something substantial? We wonder why we're losing we wonder why we're losing the fight. We wonder why we're losing the battle with culture. We wonder why we're losing the battle with the world. Like you were saying, Caroline, it's these lukewarm preachers yes. that yes. neither want to be hot or cold for God. But instead they feel like I have to have one foot in the world and yeah. one foot in the Bible because yeah. I know the truth. I just don't know what to do with the truth once God has elevated my position. Mm-hmm. And they lose their anointing like Saul lost his anointing. And like all the kings in um, First Kings and Second Kings, how they lost their anointing after they started worshiping idols and worshiping false gods. They completely lose their anointing. I can see the idols these people are worshiping. Yeah. I can see clearly, okay, you're chasing fame, you're chasing money, you're chasing book deals, you're chasing celebrity meet and greets. And it's these things that you know are so fleeting and these idols and you've completely turned your back on God. You've completely turned your back on the word. You've completely traded it in for something else and you're leading people astray. And that I feel like is the biggest transgression. You're leading people away from God versus towards him. Yes, And unfortunately you'll sit there and read comments Mm. and all the confusion confusion yeah all through the comments yeah Yeah. all the confusion yeah and there are some bible believing christians fighting back and you know trying to cut through it but that noise and confusion didn't even have to happen if you just would have proclaimed the truth right if you just would have said what the bible said come on it would have been different yeah the bible says in uh, proverbs 28 23 that he who rebukes a man finds more favor afterwards from God than he who flatters with his tongue. Mm. So that's what that's a lot so of uh, uh, the reason why a lot of these preachers are, are are backing away from the rebuke is because they want to please people. They want to give people a more appeasing gospel because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a uh, non-offensive gospel. Right. A and non-offensive the gospel, gospel yeah. is just offensive. Right. And, and, you know, they're in love with the money, too. So, you know, like the 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 the, the more money, like you said, they're not chasing the influence to they're not chasing the influence to win more souls they're yeah. chasing the influence because they want more glory mm-hmm. and even when i um i've heard some people call out mike todd for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. for some of the stuff he wears or some of the stuff that he has i go to a church with a shout out to my pastor spiritual father uh, pastor miles spiritual mother and father pastor miles and delana rutherford mm-hmm. um 
they're fashionable. They're into yeah. fashion and things like that. Um, but they continue to preach the truth. Yeah. Like they're 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 still in the culture, mm-hmm. but they're not a part of the culture. If yeah, you get what so I'm good. saying, that's yeah. what we're called to do as Christians. We're called to be in. We're we're called to be a. a, a we're we're in the culture. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says to be friends of the world yeah. is to be an enemy of God. Now, when you put culture over, over the, the word, kingdom, yeah. it's yeah. sinful. Right. Yeah. You know. But yeah. yeah. And so like. they they back away from that heat because they're just, it's it's a cowardly spirit. It's a deceiving spirit where they, like you said, the, the quality, the, 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 the tickle your ears type of messages where it's like, okay, you got celebrities reposting it, Mm -hmm. but how come they never repost Marcus Rogers? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or people who, that that speak the truth. That was good. Because they're saying stuff that is biblical, but those might taught in them. And the reason why we're saying their names is not because we hate them guys for anybody who's listening. It's because they are not preaching on the things that are going on today. It's a whole bunch of how to get to the bag 102, how to, Get your marriage uh, to the next level, one hundred three. Mm-hmm. How, how to how to get the money? This how to how do to this? Live this life. How, how to, to live have this a prosperity. Life. It's a prosperity gospel yeah. often that's preached. Yeah, and what we like to call a me centered gospel. Right. Yeah. How God? What God can do for you? Right. Even though God's done everything. Yeah. Right. And it's it's blatant. Mm. You know, it's it's narcissistic. It's it's narcissism. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's pure it's and selfish. simple. It's yeah. selfish. It's yeah. what can God do for me as the genie of my world, as mm. the you know when He's called to be Lord and yeah. He's called to be God, and when Jesus is Lord and when God is God. Yeah. You don't just get to do what you want. Right. You don't yeah. just get to have everything. You're now a slave to Christ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, you're still a so slave. Good. Except right. you were a slave to sin. Right. <laughs> now you're able to be a slave to Christ. Yeah. And no. a lot of people don't like when I say that, but it's, no. it's, it's, it's some people won't like that I say right. that, but it, it's Bible. It's Bible. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's and like when you fall in love with Christ, it's like, mm-hmm. man, I want to submit to you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I am, I am safe in your hands. Yeah. And I just think about like all these people that listen to these prosperity preachers and all these things. And um, it's actually really sad because you are missing out. Yeah. You know, because that life, just like any life outside of Christ, you know, sinful life, it never satisfies. Yeah. Right. You know, so you're never going to be happy with all the things that you want God to just manifest in mm-hmm. your life. You know, like truly you can have nothing and yeah. serve God and you feel so complete. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the verses we read about worship, yeah. how even if there's no sheep in the pen, even if there's no cattle, even if none of the trees bear fruit, I will still proclaim Amen. the Lord. Now, that is worship that is biblical, like Amen. in no matter what circumstance. Unconditional. And I believe, unconditional. And Paul says it also, I've learned to be content without, like no matter what my circumstances, I've learned to be content right. because my, my joy is in the Lord. Amen. Um, in Philippians. And so you see in the Bible everywhere evidence of, okay, no matter what's going on, no matter what I have, no matter what I don't, mm. I am still going to worship the Lord and I'm still going to praise him. Amen. And we have twisted that to, oh, if I don't have the car, he doesn't love me or I'm not blessed. Or if I don't have the house or if I don't have the accolades, if I'm not famous, if I'm not doing this, mm. if I don't look like how the world pushes me to look like right. yeah me to look like or blessings then i must not be and that's just not what the bible no, says no. and it's not what the bible promises at right, all right. god says or jesus says you will have trouble in this world right. but don't worry because i have overcome the world right. that's what it is you know and so 
when we talk about, you know, these Christians are these Christian artists, when we talk about their music, when we talk about the things they say, um, when we when we bring to light how sometimes they tend to look more like culture mm. or they tend to take stances that are odd or right. off. Mm-hmm. Um, confusing. Confusing. <laughs> One example comes to mind that mm. I'm sure is going to get a lot of controversy and heat for this, but mm. Corey Asbury, um, the writer of the song, Reckless Love of God. Um, great little earworm one, <laughs> but not entirely biblical. <laughs> um, but he he had gone on his social media and went to bat for having his nails painted. I, okay, Corey Asbury. Okay, I know, yeah. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, he, he went to bat for it, and it was a very public thing because he was basically saying, God doesn't care what your outside looks like. Yeah. I have daughters. You know, it's fine for me to have my nails painted and go out in public with it. And it, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still proclaiming Jesus. I'm still proclaiming the word. But, you know, everyone was kind of debating, well, you look like the world. You're a man yeah, who's wearing, married and yeah. you're wearing something that's traditionally feminine in our culture. Yeah, in our culture, right? In our culture. Right, so right. even, and he took the you know verse out of context of God looks at the heart. You know, he mm-hmm. talked about in Samuel how David was um, chosen because God looks at the heart, not at the outside. And he took the verse out of context to talk about his, yeah. his to defend him wearing, once again, something traditionally feminine. right. right outside in public you know everybody has a daughter or a little girl who wants to paint their nails and do all the things but you know yeah it depends what you do after that and what your spirit of intent is what yeah. your motive is yeah but to go on social media and to defend it yeah and to batten down the hatches and really yeah. you know yeah. nail down like okay i'm gonna do what i want i'm not gonna care what you guys think because right. you guys are religious or you guys are pharisees yeah, or you guys are all, all these that. people yeah. when it's like no we live in a generation seeped in confusion yeah, why on. would you want to contribute Should to be, that yep. as a christian as a christian who proclaims jesus and proclaims the word you know so he's one example and um i'd like to talk about do lyrics really matter Mm. So when we talk about people like Corey Asbury, who maybe their lifestyle aren't really adding up. Okay, let's look. So the fruit of their life is a little different. Let's look at their music. Do the lyrics actually proclaim what the Bible says? Mm -hmm. Or is it inflammatory language designed to make you feel emotions that you're supposed to feel to make you, you know, in this hyper state of, oh, reverence and like, this is amazing. But is it actually accurate? Is it biblical? Is it biblical to call God's love reckless. You got to think about these things. You have to ask these kinds of questions when you're listening to worship music today. Like, okay, is this, are these sentences actually glorifying God or they're glorifying my emotions? Yeah. Mm. Are they glorifying what I think about God or what God thinks of me? That's good. Which one is it? You have to ask Mm. these types of questions. Otherwise you're going to stumble. Mm. Mm. I never. Wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking up the definition. I know what like reckless is, but I want to read it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go go for it. it. Let me turn my brightness on. (laughs) So reckless, just dictionary says, of a person or their actions without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. Mm. Reckless driving, careless, you know, unattentive. Mm. unintentional is that god no no i i think that's very important when you're a christian that's artist crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's crazy because we've heard that song before yeah we've we've worshiped to it and a stuff couple like times. Yeah. yeah i haven't yeah. heard it lately but it's yeah. a very it's a popular song it is. Yeah. but what's funny is 
I don't hear Toby Mac getting in trouble. Mm. Like, I, I don't hear Toby Mac getting in trouble. I don't hear Chris Tomlin getting in trouble. Mm. I don't hear... <sighs> For all you OGs, oh my lord! I don't hear Francesca Bocelli, you know, getting in trouble. I don't hear about these artists getting in trouble because they never get to this point of fame where the things they say or the things they're singing about are biblically inaccurate. Right? Yeah. They have consistently, and so you know, I want to bring balance because if we're going to talk about the bad, we got to talk about the good. Good. So there are plenty of Christian artists out there who stick to biblically sound doctrine. Yes. Use lyrics that are biblically accurate don't just rely on emotionalism on you know smokes and mirrors and all that stuff and they they actually do preach the word through their music right. and they stay you know they, they they speak out against all the things that they need to speak out about right but yet we still have a handful of people who tend to follow culture more closely than they follow jesus right and it's easy to see and it's easy to um, spot it on display mm-hmm. so that thinking those questions mm. Asking those questions when you're worshiping, when you're at a church service, when you're listening to, you know, the things the um, worship leader is saying and the songs that they're taking from these people. I feel like it is important where you have to be knowledgeable. Okay, if I'm going to sing a current song by anybody or I'll pick on them by um, Maverick City. Right. I need to know, okay, how's their lifestyle? What's their fruit? like? Come on. Yes. Yeah, Even up, for man. those who might say, oh, that doesn't matter. It matters yeah. because from their fruit, you'll know their spirit. So yes. if they're living by the Holy Spirit or if they're living by the sinful nature, I'll know by paying attention to their fruit. And nowadays it's even easier. Yeah. So what I would even think maybe, maybe they weren't like that before, or maybe now it's just easier to see it on display because yeah. of social media, right. because now you have access to these people, mm-hmm. access to what they post, what they like, what they don't like. You have so much access to them right. that maybe we just didn't see it before. But I really do think that most of them had biblical starts and then turned yeah, and then decided to choose something else. So right. I, I guess that's something to think about too. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a lot um, of that stuff got exposed um, earlier this year and one, one no, last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys that was open about talking about some of the stuff that God was showing him was uh, Marcus Rogers. He was talking a lot about the visions and the dreams. And I remember in the season where he was getting a lot of, um, he was getting trashed on for talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember the day he was on Alive with another believer, another famous believer of, uh, content christian content creator Mm -hmm. and he was they were like he was talking to him he was like man like you can't be doing that this that and the third then the next day a whole bunch of stuff came out about you know the dante bowie situation right right, all these things and then my wife and i we were just watching that stuff um we there was so much things that happened before it was even exposed but even afterwards it's kind of like we watched some of his recent music music videos and stuff mm-hmm. and we're like why is this stuff so dark yeah. yeah why is this this stuff is demonic like yeah, yeah. these folks are not you really can, uh, you can discern it yeah and you know the, the the leaders that they have too like Kirk Franklin he did the tour with them and stuff right and you see like the connection with that like i feel like it's a discipleship problem like my wife was saying earlier how who's 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 over them you know what i mean like when you have somebody like stephen furtick who's yeah. over you mm-hmm. stephen furtick is not gonna confront sin no Mm-mm. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give you some type of 
feel good, good type yeah. of person. So these these artists too, they don't have nobody over them that's gonna really guide them. Justin right. Bieber, he had Carl Carl Wentz over him. <laughs> you see how that went, and I don't know where right. he's at now, but I'm just talking about the situation he's at hand. Actually, at Transformation Church. I heard about that right with um, Michael Todd. Michael Todd right mm-hmm. now, right? So it's yeah. like all this stuff is 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 is. It's like right in front of our eyes that mm-hmm. this stuff is like there is a difference between yeah. the remnant and, yeah. and what's the popular Christianity yeah. that's out there. Yeah. And it's just like uh, you got to make a difference. You got to yeah. separate because you have to have discernment. Yes. Because God has discernment. Yes. Like God separates the sheep from the goats and yes, God knows. And so the more we the the things like we were talking about in the last episode it's important what we feed our spirit and it's important what we're listening to and what our brains are taking in yeah now worship music of course is even more special because once again like we were saying it's designed to glorify our creator so when we're glorifying god we want to make sure we're doing it right and we're doing it well and that the things that we're saying or singing or you know praying over or praying with you know like these things are tools we need to make sure we're using the right tools you wouldn't fix a car with a blender you mm-hmm. just wouldn't do that because right. it doesn't make sense it's not yeah. what it was created or designed for right. we are designed to worship and we want to make sure that we are worshiping the right way mm. brianna that's legalism come on is it though yeah <laughs> is it legalism or is it Holies. wanting to worship right yeah. And wanting to worship the God we serve, not the fake fuzzy Jesus that everyone mm. tries to push that has no power. Mm. I want to worship the God that has power yes. to move mountains, to break down yeah. buildings, to make armies go crazy. Like yeah. these are the things that people use worship for in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Like yeah. we could be moving mountains. Yes. We could be moving nations, but we can't. Because we're singing these songs that have no power. No that power. That have no biblical no anointing. backing up, no anointing, none of that. And we wonder why the church is powerless. Yeah. Right. And we wonder why the church doesn't move. We wonder why people aren't being healed immediately. We wonder, we wonder, we wonder, we wonder. But it's because what we're singing, what we're praying, the words we're using have no power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we've elevated these celebrities. Yes. We've elevated these pastors that yeah. don't speak the truth, yeah. that don't have any discernment, that are leading people astray. And we just continue to do it and feed their egos. And it's wrong. Yes. It, it, it's wrong. It is. And there should be no debate right. about it. Yeah. But, you know. No debate at all. It's just right in front of our eyes. There's no confusion about it. Like, once I start seeing myself kind of like thinking, is he, it, is she really, I mean, it, what do you think? Once I start doing that, it's already confusion right there. And I was, it's, right. it's a sign that there's something questionable that's going on that. Doesn't mean they're automatically like not saved, but it's something. Right. There's some fruit that's like not really corresponding. It's almost with scripture. like they're not fully surrendered. Yes, that they still. We keep saying the word lukewarm because yeah. that's the best way to put it. Yeah, like it they is. have one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not just them. It's not just these artists and these right. people we're picking on. Right. It's you know many Christians are like that. And we've talked yes. about that. Um, we talked about that in the LGBTQIA episode. The reason that you see so many lukewarm Christians or the reason that you see so many people who are, you know, got one foot in one foot out is because one, some of the things they're in agreement with, mm-hmm. you know, like they're in agreement with the, lo- with greed. They're in agreement with drunkenness. They're in agreement with lying. They're in agreement with no self-control. Right. They're in agreement yeah. with hostility and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the fruit that's coming out is representative of that because they haven't fully surrendered those parts of their lives they haven't fully 
submitted themselves to the Lord. They love the fame that the Lord affords them, Mm. but they don't love living surrendered lives to God or to Jesus. So, um, would you say that new music is necessarily bad and old music is inherently good? Because Mm. I'm sure there's, you know, plenty of people in their fifties listening right now who right. are like, well, I don't listen to that techno music anyway. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just listen to hymns and yeah. if it doesn't come in a tiny paper book, I don't want to sing it. <laughs> you know, that's right. why churches need to go back to, you know, just singing hymns and everyone standing and singing with the choir. Right. So it would, would you guys say that new music is bad and old music is just what we all should listen to? Or do you think that there can be some balance? Oh, we're talking about Christian music. Yes. Okay. Christian yeah. Music. Christian music. Um, obviously shouldn't be listening to, but I just want to make sure we're talking about Christian music (laughs) because I hear that a lot actually in the church, you know, especially like you said by older folks. Yeah. And Mm. my answer to that is no, you know, Mm. like, um, God is raising up a remnant, you know, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And just how he could use someone back then, he is definitely using people now Mm -hmm. in such, in the midst of such a wicked and perverse generation. And if, if anything, those who are truly living for Christ, there's a different type of anointing because we are living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. So for you to truly be worshiping God in the midst of such a perverted, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you hear old, uh, um, older folks all the time, oh, this stuff wasn't going on in my day. And it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> okay, yeah. but right. it's going on now. Yeah, right. and there God is rising up a remnant. So, and just because something is older, like, uh, doesn't mean you know it was more holy or Ooh, yeah, definitely more powerful, yeah. the fear of God in the church is just getting worse and worse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I would I would say that like there's certain songs like I listen to a lot of um older worship, Spanish worship, because mm-hmm. is what I grew up in, and it just hits different. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it has to do because I grew up with that music, mm-hmm. not because there's a greater anointing to it, yeah. but mm-hmm. because I just remember like my childhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. So more like emotions and attached Jesus being to so real. Yeah. yeah. And so I would even say like, okay, well, there were, you know, great songs when I was growing up, you know, like um, How He Loves is an amazing song by Crowder. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an amazing song that's been, you know, around for for a really long time. And I, you know, that song brings me to tears every time. And it's nothing particularly special. There's no, you know, real gimmick to it. It's just, okay, biblical sound. He loves us. You know, he's jealous for me. That's biblical. You know, so... I would say in the argument where people are like, okay, we just need to sing hymns. I think Mm. they both have their place. I think they both have their place to elevate God and to glorify his name. Definitely. I know like a simple hymn can do the same power and work that a intense, you know, exciting song that you jump to, you know, can do as well. So I think they both have their place. um, But the problem comes when, Oh, I can only worship mm-hmm. to certain types of music. And right. it goes both ways. Yep. If you can only worship to hymns and you can't worship to the other stuff. Come on. Okay. You, you know, it's the same Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's the same God. Yeah. So, yeah. or if you can only worship to the pumped up, you know, yeah. crazy, you know, yeah. loud music that, that that we mm. hear all the time, you know. Right. There's a problem. You should have a balance where I can worship Jesus anywhere, yeah. Yeah. whether it's a Pentecostal church, a Baptist church, or, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're standing there, you know, with books in our hands. Even like, if it's a terrible singer. Mm. <laughs> they're pouring their heart out. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Come on. They're, they're singing to the Lord yeah. and he hears their praise and inhabits their praise. There's oh. a new generation rising up too, especially with Christian rap now. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of new Christian rap coming up. Like they've used the the 808s and those beats, and they've like, okay, we're gonna glorify God. This this how y'all gonna mm-hmm. attract 
this out. Okay, we're gonna put Christ in there. Yeah, this yeah. generation loves rap. Yeah, and so what they've done is they've there's some fire rap that's not yes. corny. You know, yeah. that's actually preaching about Jesus. And, yeah, you know, like um, Bryson. Bryson creates. He he's someone who does Christian rap and mm-hmm. constantly tops the charts and yeah. kind of um, sometimes outbeats the secular music. Right. Um, Bryson creates. He's right. one of he's one of the good ones, but yeah. he he's a little he's a little interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think reaching generations, you know, there there is a place for it. Yeah. But but you know, as someone who might have started out like that, well can easily fall you know uh, and the biggest example i can think of is like lecrae mm. um who used to have good christian yes. music and then yeah. slowly has just become more progressive with his views more yes. outspoken with his thoughts yes. um, regarding abortion and regarding um sexuality and all that stuff yeah. but while not really preaching the word instead and his music reflects that mm-hmm. right so I would say that there is wisdom in trying to reach the generations and trying to do all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, okay, where, where do we draw the line? Where does it end and begin with worship music where we say, okay, if I'm going to go to a church, I need to make sure they're not only preaching biblical sound doctrine, but that they're also worshiping to biblical sound doctrine. Yes. And it may seem like a lot of work and a lot of homework, but your salvation is worth it. What your children grow up listening to is worth it. You know, like what yeah. the church you pick is very important. Yeah. And, you know, we God commands us to meet and God commands us to gather and God mm. commands us to, to meet as a congregation. So if we're not doing that and if we're not doing that with wisdom and and discernment, then we need to make sure. And I know there's, I think the pandemic made it a little worse where people were like, okay, I'll just turn on my favorite preacher from YouTube yeah. and listen mm. to that. But honestly, I think I'm starting to find that the best preachers are the ones that aren't on a humongous platform that aren't on, you know, social media, posting the reels all the time, that Mm. they're just in their church with their congregation, preaching a good, strong, biblically sound word, you know, like let's elevate, let's make, (laughs) let's make the preachers from a small church great again, (laughs) from Mm -hmm. like a small town, small time church great again, because honestly... Like they're the ones who are preaching the truth right? and you know, they're the ones that are outspoken about the truth and you know, they're not elevated on some crazy platform. They don't have a bunch of books. They're just preaching the truth. Right. And I feel like if more people gravitated towards churches that did that and towards preachers that did that, we could change the nation. Mm-hmm. We could change the world. Yes. We could move mountains and pray. Mm-hmm. So I would say with that, um, I would say with that, I grew up, almost having a mindset that if there was a small church, they're preaching truth. And if it was a big church, there's no way God can expand such a big church in such a way. Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe in these days, God, I don't know what God is doing, but we know that Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah. Um, Signs are there. It's getting closer and closer. You know what I'm saying? Even those haters that say, oh, you've been preaching that for centuries. The Bible mm-hmm. talks about you, too. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, God is God is rising up as um, a, a, a remnant. And not only that, but with social media, 
one of the signs of the return of Christ is knowledge increasing. Mm. That has to do with yeah. with um, technology and yeah. everything. So you see everything's accelerating. Not only do you have faster access to sin, pornography, yeah. mm. you go on your Explorer page, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, right? But also God is using those same things to accelerate his gospel right. because he is yeah. coming back so soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so um, there is um, small churches out there and a lot of people would say, oh, they don't have no value because mm-hmm. they're a small church. And God is, they they have the reward in heaven. But also God is God is raising, raising up, up church, some big, like big churches. Big churches that, yeah. and Axe churches with 3,000, 5,000 yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes we think like a Christian can't have a billion views. Right out on on you know millions and millions and billion and a billion of, of views on social media but i think that's what god is doing yeah. yeah and i think it's a matter of faith like god you can do it right yeah. you, you can know? use anything yeah, yeah you can you can do it like please do it you know because yeah. we we are living in these last days so yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. so good mm-hmm. we need both yeah mm-hmm. you need both the big yeah. church and the small church that yeah. reaches the thousands and reaches yeah. the 500 you yeah. know you need both to be successful and it yeah. doesn't mean that just one because it has more views than the other or this one this ministry must not be it's not powerful no that's yeah. that's a complete no. lie yeah oh, that's but yeah. yeah it's a complete lie i started off with like 60 views or mm-hmm. one view and i remember my heart in that time was like lord it's if it's at least reaching one person i know i'm doing yeah, something amen. nowadays yeah. it's reaching millions of yeah. people multiple yeah. times and it's like lord okay all the glory goes to you like yeah. I don't see my brothers and sisters who are making content who have lesser views than my wife and I. And I say, hmm, God is not using. Who am I to do that? Yeah. God could take me right yeah. here and drop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to exalt myself. So the, the Bible says those who exalt themselves will be humble. Those who humble themselves will be uh, will be yeah. uh, exalted. So the big church needs to come with the small church and we need to our, unite together. Yeah, our and, pastor, you know, yeah. Pastor Miles and Pastor Jelana. Yeah. Um, he talks about how he wants to connect. Like, where are the real preachers? Like, yeah. bring them to me. The real preachers yeah. that are preaching truth. I don't care how small your church is. Right. Let's, yeah. connect. Let's connect. So yeah. I know, like, that. that's a beautiful thing that he has yes. that mindset. And yeah. that's the mindset we need to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it then. Mm. Since you guys brought it up, let's talk about how these people, all the artists we named, all mm. the Christian artists we named, and all the pastors we've named. Yeah. They do have a reach, right? Right. They do have, you know, people who do tune in, who do listen, who are getting saved and hearing the gospel. Like you can hear the gospel from anywhere. You can you can be introduced to Jesus from anywhere to anyone. But the problem is that oftentimes these pastors, and we were kind of talking about it with the feel good messages, oftentimes these pastors stay in what the Bible calls baby food. Yeah, they 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 only feed you the you know the little milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> yeah, we almost did it, Essa. We almost made it through a podcast without talking about mm-hmm. babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But the Bible says, you know, when I was younger, I drank milk, and then when I'm older, I need you know meat. deeper meat. I need food. I need you know deeper things for nourishment. Yeah. So unfortunately, these pastors and these artists may be the doorway for some people, but most people stay stuck there. Yeah. They they stay stuck in the baby version of Christianity that doesn't go mm. any deeper. That it's it begins and ends with Jesus loves you, and then that's the sentence. That's it. it. (laughs) They don't go into sanctification. They don't go into, you know, how to deal with sin. They don't go into how to deal with, you know, um, the devil. They don't go into how to 
navigate this world and what the Bible says about, you know, topics, which I mean, if they did, I guess we'd be out of a podcast, but still mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you need to be able to be somewhere that can feed you yeah. and feed your spirit and cause you to grow. Yeah. So we're not saying that these people don't have impact, that right. their work isn't important. Right. I'm not saying that I've never enjoyed a Stephen Furtick message or that mm-hmm. I've never enjoyed a Michael Todd message right. or that I've never, you know, gotten emotional to one of these Christian songs. They may not have been completely biblically accurate. Yeah. Obviously, we've all done it. But what we're saying is that when these teachers and preachers and prophets decide to just stay one way or worse, decide to worship culture or put culture over the gospel, that's when it starts leading people astray. Mm -hmm. So you could be you could have been introduced to Jesus and then realized uh, that theology isn't correct. And I tested the spirit through the Bible and mm. I read the Bible for myself and mm. realized that that wasn't correct. Like God wants us to grow that way. Yes. God doesn't want us to necessarily deconstruct everything he's ever said, but he does want us to test and to understand the spirits at play and understand what the word of God is saying and to be careful of who we listen to and who we allow to speak into our spirit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that that that's that's all the time we have for today um we're, we're gonna have to bring it all to a close um we hope some of this blessed you we hope yes. that you guys you know were given some food for thought um once again we do not say any of this out of judgment out of yes. negativity this is all just to bring awareness yes. um we know that we called out a bunch of names and we you know um, discussed a bunch of people but we just want you guys to know that we love these people we want them yes. to come to christ we want them to continue the good work yes. we think that a lot of these these people are very talented and have actual have real good God given gifts, and we want them to continue to for them to use them for the glory of God, Amen. but just for the glory of God. That's what we want, and that's our genuine heart. And I hope you guys could hear that um, through this podcast that that is our genuine heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also cannot allow truth to not be stated we cannot allow for the bible to be misconstrued or misrepresented um that's that's not what we do here um we we, we're now 25 25 26 episodes in and we're we're not going to stop preaching Mm -hmm. what the bible says and what the bible actually says and thinks about these things so thank you guys so much again for listening thank you Rashad and Caroline for coming with us and just speaking <laughs> your heart, speaking your mind. You guys are awesome. Seriously, let's let's go to Top Golf or something. But all right, but we're gonna go ahead, close out in prayer, and yes. then we'll see you guys next week. Yes. All right, uh, Rashad, you want to close this out? Yes. Let's do it. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come together and fellowship in your name, Father God, and just talk about the truth, Father God. That is. Your truth, Father God, that is being hindered, Father God, in these times that we're living in, Lord Jesus. We're just so thankful, Father God, for the the grace that you've given us, Father God, to openly and freely, Father God, Lord Jesus, declare your word, Lord Jesus. And without your presence, without your word, Father God, we wouldn't be here right now. Without your presence and without your word, Father God, we would not be alive, Lord Jesus. We would not be be able to be here, Lord Jesus, and, and talk about your goodness and talk about your grace, Father God, that you are having in these last days. As your word says, Father God, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, Father God, how 
it's not your will that anybody should per- perish, but that all mm-hmm. should come to repentance, Father. So I pray, Father God, that this word for whoever's listening, Father God, that they may, uh, if they felt any conviction, Father God, or anything in their heart, Father God, that they may, you may give them strength, Father God, by the Holy Ghost, Father God, to surrender it all to you, Lord Jesus, and so that they may inherit, Father God, the kingdom of heaven, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Father. Uh, we pray for our sisters here, Father God, Lord Jesus, um, yes. with their ministry, Father God, with the Bible reading project. We pray, yes. Father God, that it just continues to go from glory to glory, Amen. Father God, to reach more people, Father God, Amen. that the, the views will go up, Father God, that the, the followers will go up, Lord Jesus, on all platforms, Lord Jesus, and that you just continue to increase, Father God, their platform, Father God, to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. And we'll see you guys next week.